yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back once again, Ventura Forwards Podcast. As you know, we're always searching for those tasty waves, the hot tunes, fun of the sun, righteous grubby food, and all the news across the 805. On this show, we've got those great segments breaking it down, talking about our sponsors, discovering all the cool things that have vibed in the last few days from our point of view. It's exciting to share this with you today again. Spence, how you feeling? Feeling good. Major vibe rolling through with the fair. A lot of action there. I think I've been five times uh, just due to stuff, but five times at the fair. And it's uh, a lot of music, a lot of fun, a lot of food, and seeing people I haven't seen in ages. So uh, the vibes are good. Good. Let's tap into that. As you were sharing the stoke at the fair, I myself have been a few times and hit up all the little fun things that we went and did our first little tour on, especially those little piggy races. But more importantly, we're going to talk about our guest today, and it is the wonderful, beautiful Liz Campos, a leader on the west side of Ventura, and one of the first people to come out and say that she's in a run for Ventura City Council in the upcoming elections. We're excited to have Liz in the studio today to tell a little bit about her life, her passion of Ventura, and what she's got planned for her city council run. Liz, how are you feeling? I'm just so excited. I'm glad to hear you guys talk about the fair because the community finally could come together after two years of, well, not being at the fair. <laughs> Have you had a chance to go to the fair yet? Yeah, yeah. Good. Have you guys gone into the ag building and seen the food co-op presentations? I have not. Oh, my God. They're magnificent. They're magnificent. Everything you could want to know about good bugs and bad bugs and good food and bad food and a food co-op that's growing rapidly in Ventura to try and help us really get to that good grubby food. I love it. So the collab is it kind of taking the, the composting and the stuff to the next level and, yes. and telling, ed- educating us? How to, how to grow trees, how to save water while we're doing it. Um, some good stuff. Sweet. Yeah. All right, Liz, I'm so excited to have you in the studio today. Episode number 19, Ventura Forward. I know you've been listening to the show, so I'm catching them. Thank you so much as we've been discussing them over the, the last few weeks. You know, you're a friend of mine. We've made connections over the last years. You are kind of Mrs. Ventura. If wow. I was just, I haven't even thought about that. I would give you a little title. You've put yourself in the forefront to be at the events, to put yourself by a few of these hardcore passions. Yes. Especially focused on the West Side, we call it. Old school Venturans know it as the avenue. For somebody, if you listen to this podcast for the first time, there's two main drags in the city of Ventura. One is the avenue that kind of goes up the Ventura River as you enter our town coming from Santa Barbara, coming from the north. And then another road goes Main Street. So there's Main Street and the avenue. And the cross of those two streets is kind of the heart of Ventura. And you're at the heart of the movement running for city council right now. That's right. The, Ventura Avenue is District 1 for Ventura. Although we only went to district of, districts a few years ago uh, for a century probably, the city of Ventura was represented by one small neighborhood of people who had the wealth and wherewithal to get in power. So now we have districts, and that's a good thing. There are some some fallbacks with that, but we can talk about that. Yeah, I know, but it's good to identify right away. Like, there are districts going around. Venturans still just know it as Ventura. Like, what are districts? What are these neighborhoods? We reference these. Part of what Ventura Forward is doing is we're bringing that information to people on different levels through different personalities. Yes. You know, from having John in, uh, the sheriffs during the election. Spence, it's been fun 
to really get those names in here as we make our top 100 list too, to kind of just give people kind of wherewithal about what's been going on uh, and the names behind it. And, and seeing the people, like when we went to the fair and uh, the five police officers were there, we just saw, and I think we saw who's going to replace who, who's going to replace who. We had an interesting conversation when I blurted out, why don't you just retire? And I wasn't <laughs> saying that it's like get out of the work. I'm thinking you're going to have a good pension. You're gonna, and they looked at me and have you been talking to him? So the one thing when you actually, as you often do, Spence, uh, you get to talk to a lot of people. Yeah. Rather than just hearing about them, talking to them, that's when you get into it. Rather than saying, well, I heard this guy say, you actually get to speak to the people. And it's interesting when you have those nice conversations about a half hour at the fair, and we have found more things. And as you were saying at the start, the fair is the time where everybody gets together. You see those people, you hear those people, and it's actually like a class reunion. That's right. Instead That's of once right. a year, we didn't have it for two. Yeah. Uh, so we're catching up. And it's really a great way to, when you say, have you ever talked to them? They go, no. It changes the conversation. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes. Uh, that's what the vibe has been. you got to be there to feel it. We lost that during the pandemic, naturally during that. And then Liz right here, you were out there the whole time, right? You were getting in it. What were some of the things that you kind of felt you first connecting back with the community in the last few years? How were you out and about that? And how were you kind of able to capture that vibe of and share the stoke within the community? Well, one thing is the West Side of Ventura is uniquely independent. It's a walkable community or, or it tries to be. We walk and bike everywhere. We don't take the cars out if we don't have to. I mean, for work, you have to cross town. Mm -hmm. But so during the pandemic, when we had the so-called shutdown, the avenue was really hopping. People were out. They were shopping. They were walking in the parks. And so during the pandemic, we learned about the, the uh, fallout, you might say, of the chemical industries, uh, agricultural industries on the health of the avenue. And so we started having rallies and educational meetings to let people know what was going on, why their kids all were suffering from asthma, why there was so much stage four cancer all over. And that's what really started me getting out and speaking to people. Mm. I had, you know, I'd been out on the avenue for 20 years. Wow. But this made me also start really paying attention to what the needs were Thank you for in my district. That's important that you, we identify what was that flame and that passion that stoked it. Like that's that, and then we we share the stoke here, and I've also described a lot of your community by stoking the fire. Yes, we all are burning hot. Ventura right. forward, we always share that you have a special heartbeat inside of you that makes you feel why you want to live in San Buenaventura and the 805. When right. you travel, you feel it. When you move away, you really feel it because you know you want to come home, and that's what's interesting is finding out. What is that person's individual flare-up to motivate them to get involved as a leader? And, okay, so you shared that with us right now. I want to take a moment to say Ray Fresco, or one of our favorite bands, thank you for the opening music, and two, for our sponsors. We're going to be talking about some of our fun segments and ask you some fun, cool questions, as you know, from Arsenal, Ventura Real Estate Company, Pizza Man Dan, Ventura Music Hall, a lot of great companies there. We're going to talk about that. But I want to go, Liz, right now into maybe a little of your upbringing. We like to kind of break it down. Where'd you grow up? Maybe talk about your parents a little bit for me. What'd your mom do for her hobbies or for her job? Let us know. So when we're voting for you, 
or for when I go out and say that I got a lot of li- love for Liz Compost, which I do, but what, as we, as the listeners, a few hundred or a thousand, or this stays in time forever, tell us a little about your childhood growing up and what brought you to Ventura. Well, I was born in Pasadena. Okay. Or, well, the hospital was in Glendale, but I'm a native Californian, okay. but L.A. County. But uh, my father had a business that did well enough that we had a summer home in Carpinteria. And you know, when you're kids, you don't want to be on the beach with your parents in a little tiny burg. So we used to get up at six every morning and hike down to Ventura and spend time on the beaches here. So I think when I was seven years old and my older siblings were carrying me on their shoulders so they could surf Ventura, uh, that's when I fell in love with Ventura. That's when I really, it became my hometown. So, you know, I, I spent time in different places all around the country um, after high school. But when I was in high school, I got really involved in engaging with uh, city councils and county governments and the state government and started ditching school to go to, to you know, uh, government hearings and things. What were some of your early passions in high school? So you, what, what high school were you at? Well, I went to high school in Phoenix because my father had an opportunity to um, teach at Arizona State for four years. Oh, what was he teaching? Someone went on sabbatical. He was a ceramics manufacturer, and he taught glazing techniques. He taught how to use chemicals to create beautiful colors. Wow, what a spot yeah. to be, We're kind of like within yeah. Arizona, and yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright was out there. He had a lot of the arts going out there with a lot of those early... The th- architecture was beautiful. What year was that, Liz? So this well, is- high school was... I, I hate to tell people my age, oh. but... Oh, uh oh, hold them back 60, here. 68 to 72. Okay. And, um, but at that time, there were some things going on in Arizona with the, um, well, I, it goes on everywhere with the sure. uh, prison system and people putting in jail who weren't really guilty. Mm-hmm. And so I got involved in some prison reform hearings. In the desert? Yeah. Wow. And in, in Arizona. But what high school? I, what I high was school? in Phoenix. I, I lived in Phoenix. High school? I went to St. Mary's High School, Mary's? Okay. which isn't there any longer because oh. this, the baseball stadium took over the property. Wow. Yeah. In downtown Phoenix? In downtown, right in the heart of downtown. I yes. look at so the Bank One ballpark. Yes. Uh, originally, Bank One is now in the place where your old school was. Yes. I like these stories. It's right on top Spent, of my chemistry story, huh? class. That's a great story. Getting yeah. taken over. It's like when... Uh, uh, Chavez Ravine happened, what got oh taken my. over there for the Dodgers. Yes. There was a, there was a yes. land takeover mm-hmm. uh, with the Spanish there, people. There was a difference, though. Chavez Ravine was a really aggressive land takeover. Yeah, sure. it was. They and, were there to tell you to leave. Yeah. yeah. Bulldozers were out, baby. And in what Phoenix, did? the bishop said, hey, the church needs money, and we got this property, and mm-hmm. you want to build a stadium. Let's deal. So that, well, that was a little different. Nobody yeah, kicked were, out or drug away. These were that got yeah. removed from Chavez. Yeah, you that's remember that. That was just a school. Come on. No, I remember it's it, too. It was just a school. <laughs> George Putnam on Think about Channel that. 7 Channel, Newsboy, he Channel did it. Channel 5 later, yeah, George yeah. Putnam. What I, a great name from the past. Yes. I was thinking, too, like, you're right, all the funny little stories behind that, but, like, New York, New York uh, Yankees just rebuilt their stadium 15 years ago next door. Imagine the land yeah. they had in uh-huh. New York, and then... When you demolished it, what happened probably next door there? So, yeah. Okay, Liz, so we're moving through here. You got your early start here in reform. Before Sheriff Joe Apiro was putting people in pink uniforms, you saw that going on. When did you get back to California? And at, was your education, were you college? Per, well, into that yeah, I started college in Tennessee, got hired away from that to train dogs in New York. Mm. Trained dogs for seven years, got tired of the snow. 
took three years to think about what I want to do and took all the money I had saved and backpacked around the world. That was a miraculous decision because later I was injured and ended up in a wheelchair. So now, in retirement, I couldn't travel the way I did. So somehow I've just lived an idyllic life. Wow. Yeah. Travel the world. That must have been Backpacking. great. Backpacking. Backpacking. Yeah. Give me how hot were you gone? Years? Months? Three years. Three years? Three years, yes. Started in Europe, you know, Europe is whatever it is. Uh, went to the Middle East. I really loved going through Israel and Syria and Egypt. It was a, a beautiful time. It was a great experience. And that was one of those things. When I was uh, a kid, I graduated in 76. A lot of people did the European thing and did the youth hostels. Right. And that's how, that's how they got around. That's, that's how they got uh, it was very, very inexpensive to travel Europe and stay in these hostels. That's right. You didn't have to. I, I didn't stay in a hotel except when I flew into a different continent. I stayed in a hotel the first night so I could get my bearings straight. And then the night I flew out because the airports are somehow a little off the beaten path. Think of Airbnb and back then it was youth hostels. Yes, that's right. And they're still the youth hostels are still going. I was blessed because I met people, and I'm a schmoozer, and so they would take me home. I, I spent six months living with a government archaeologist in Israel in exchange for teaching his children English pronunciation, and he would take me around to closed archaeology sites. That was a wonderful Wow. Time. I yeah, was just so. going to say, tell me one of your better stories, and I think you just that's, hit the little nail on the head. It. That's it. I like that. Yeah. Liz is going worldwide with the politics education liz this is you're blowing me away here i gotta admit well you we never have had time to really talk you know no and it's good do you do you that's a good question do you feel like us knowing yourselves as community members without having this in depth do you feel like you've had a lot of time to explain yourself to a lot of different people because i personally probably haven't and and when i do i connect like this that's right i've been through a lot of few things the last year through local city stuff my personal life but in this city, and when you have people, when we have these conversations, I find ourselves really connecting. We, and, and in Ventura, because there's people from all over the country here and all over the world here, if we take the time to sit down and connect, mm -hmm. we find out how much we have in common and how great a community we have. But California is what it is. It gets very busy, and people will say hello in line at Starbucks and chat for a minute and then go their different ways. Mm -hmm. And it is important that we sit in the parks and get to know each other and, you know. So, bring, okay, this story is great. Bring us back to Ventura now. Specifically, when you came back, what was your mission when you came here? Can I ask, were you in, were you in the wheelchair when you came to Ventura or did that kind of, when you started living on the, on the, on the avenue and stuff? Because you've been such no, a, I, I, I talk about the ADA compliance with your advocacy for that, right? Yes. Um, I, I left Northern California to come here. I was supposed to go into a teaching job. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out. I think they were surprised to see me in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was on oxygen from an injury in a chemistry lab at school. Mm. And so I moved to Ventura thinking I was going to have that job and found Ventura was not really accessible to people in wheelchairs. Mm. So I didn't get the job, so I was living without income at that time, just struggling through, but I found my voice in talking to the government about ADA compliance um, and pushing for more. Were you on the west side then? 
Yes, I've always lived always on the west side. Always been on the west side. So you come on the west side in 2000. Spence, mm-hmm. were you still in Pierpont then? Where were you at? Uh, Pierpont was uh, about 91 to 95 for me. Ooh, okay. Great. And I was gone too. So here comes Liz into town. We're both gone. Rolling into town. Rolling into town. Try to go to City Hall to a meeting and I can't get in because there's steps and there's steps and there's a big long driveway. And it took uh, till about 2010, 2012 maybe, to get that wheelchair ramp at the ground floor of City Hall. Were you part of that? Yes. Like, what was your, as you came into Ventura with your past and now your world knowledge and now your teaching credentials coming to town on the west side, what got you first sparked up to get involved to go to City Hall? For me, it was the kids in the speed limit in front of Juana Maria School, which I'm still battling actually, uh, which I'll be back again this year in the beginning of. What was it that sparked you there as if the police reform in Arizona got you an act, to be an activist and to be involved in uh, political science? What was it in Ventura, do you remember? When you came back? Um, well, partly ADA compliance. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you go if you don't have curb cuts on your sidewalk? You go to City Hall and you talk to them and you Got it. fill out a form and make a request. But I couldn't get into City Hall because there was no wheelchair access. Okay. And so I ended up on an ad hoc committee for the city because in the process of phone calls and emails, I learned that Although the federal government passed the Americans with Disabilities Act in 1992 Mm -hmm. and gave all government entities until 1995 to do a self-evaluation plan, Mm -hmm. in 2008, the city of Ventura hadn't completed it yet. Wow. So that started their process. And now it's, it's widespread compliance going on. There's still a couple issues from time to time. And I think they're still doing sidewalks, too, because the whole city is still... Well, yeah. I occasionally will still find the sidewalks in neighborhoods. I'm kind of surprised when you're like, whoa, look at this. Which uh, ha- part of that's a money thing. Right. And uh, early on, there was a court case that seemed to indicate that you don't have to repair every sidewalk if the sidewalk across the street is compliant because it's an alternative path that's available. Right. What the city of Ventura failed to recognize was they still need curb cuts on both sides to get to the. And I started the ADA access up in Richmond before I came here because they interpreted the ADA's curb cut rule, 25% must be done in the first five years, as complete. Mm. So 25% means one curb cut at every intersection and you go out in the traffic and can't get back up. It's, you know. (laughs) So Ventura had its issues too. I think the yeah, that's that's the details in the process. Yes, that you started to really get dialed into. That yes. we're, we're and we're gonna get into the juice of this interview right now. After we do some fun here, Liz, we're gonna do a little bit of fun here in the area that we call our Ventura Forward questions. Spence, are you ready? I am ready for the questions. Let's go. Let's go, Pizza Man Dan. What's your favorite style of pizza? Mm, well, actually, you know, I'm vegan. Vegan, yeah. So I, I don't okay. eat cheese and I don't eat meat. So, so I'm the PTO. I'm the PTO president of Cabrillo now. Yeah. I have to throw a party. I gotta uh-huh. bring pizza. Oh. And Liz is coming to my party. Yes. What do I bring Liz if I'm going to the pizza place to bring you something to eat? Can I can I accomplish it? Well, yes, because Please. Pizza Man Dan has salads and all kinds of things. Uh-huh. You know, uh, deep fried. Mushrooms are great. I don't know if he's got them right now, but you know what Pizza Man Dan has right now, though? Do tell. Oh, my goodness. He has an Instagram contest Mm. 
to win three deposits of Bitcoin mm. in an amount I can't even figure out because the way the decimal <laughs> points work. It's always moving. But it's going on right now, and oh, wow. it ends on Monday. And Man, so plug. for me, you know, that's a lot better than yeah, we know pepperoni. Who, we know who, Petsa, we know who yeah. Pizza Man Dan's voting for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking and my, of— And my friends buy pizza from him, and they bring it, and I double up their pepperoni and cheese, and I eat the tomato and the crust. Not a problem. This is awesome. Yeah. Spence, have you been, speaking of that, have you been by Tony Pizzeria's during the fair? I heard that they've been popping like a couple hundred people. Yeah, it's definitely, it's right there. And I think, uh, and I love the fair. It's great. But for some people, you know, the prices get a little high. So mm-hmm. if somebody wants to uh, grab a bite to eat, people are before and after. So you might grab a fun snack, something that's fun at the fair, but then you might do some uh, major eating over there. And uh, the Beach Boys apparently ordered all of their pizza from there. From awesome. Tony's. Yeah, from Tony's. Awesome, yeah. Yep, yep. so that's, uh, that's what the Beach Boys did when they came into town. I love the independents. I love, love those, uh, those people out there. And here's my horrible, this is an awful Spence fact. I have never had a slice of Tony's. What? <gasps> Interesting. Yeah, never oh had. So I, got, I always say I got to stop by. I got to stop by. I've been, I've been working in this building for over 30 years, and I've, been, I've lived in the community for four and I've never been there. And everybody else talks about it. It seems almost impossible that I haven't been there, but I have not. I got an admission. That's interesting. What? This is why we're such expensive and special. I haven't either. Oh, my goodness. In your life. No. Isn't that weird? <laughs> you know so we what? Go grab a I think I've taken maybe one Wait, there's three. I have never actually eaten there. I've How met people there. How does the place stay open? I How have met the people there hundreds of times. Yeah. I've picked up pizza for my family when they're in town there. <laughs> wow. But then I'm busy serving them, and I never get a slice, never left oh, with all the boys in my clan. You know? We're going to do it. Yeah. And it's the best. It's almost like it's too good to be true, and you just don't stop there. Like, you know, the Sandbox Coffee Shop, rarely get there. Rip Curl Surf Shop. Have you ever been in the Rip Curl Surf Shop right there? I, I rarely hang 10. Rarely hang 10. Yeah, so I, I'm not a surfer. So there I got an excuse, but I am a pizza eater. Pizza eater. And I love Pizza Man Dan. Uh, let's go. Okay, good question. Liz, one of our first connections were the Dodgers. Yes. You're a oh, Dodger absolutely. fan. I love that you're a Dodger fan. When you go to a Dodger game, and when's the last time you've been to a game, what do you order from the Snack Shack? Okay. First of all, I'm a big Giant fan, I hate to tell you. Oh! Probably because when I was, you know, a little baby and I saw what they did in Chavez Ravine, I said, oh, I don't like these Dodgers even though they're the greatest team in the world. That, so that's a little-known fact. I probably shouldn't have said it before an election. It might kill me. But, <laughs> no, uh, that brings but, you a love. But um, Dodger dogs, you know, there's nothing like it in baseball. There is no other stadium. And I'm vegan. Oh. I haven't been to a game since I became vegan. Oh. So I don't know what I'd do there. I might say once in a while you got to go off the diet. And I might eat a Dodger dog because you and they've Fryhoff, always been the You and best. Fryhoff are going to have a lot in common. You guys yeah. are going to go vegan at the Dodger game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I haven't been there for 20 years because 20 years. Um, early on it was hard. Wheelchairs in stadiums were difficult. Right. So, um, If I invite you, will you go? Well, yeah, if you can figure out the access, can I'll we definitely not go. go. I'll figure the access out. Can we not go to a Do- Giants game, though? I don't want to beat you too bad in the game. We don't want to go in. You saw Dodgers have won 10 in a row, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, they're going to take it. They're I can only it. imagine. You know. with, 
the radio show has been. Have you just been pumped up, spent for? It, it's good. You know, I fell off the bandwagon quite a while ago, but I'm still an LA fan, definitely. Um, but we got to remember the Yankees and the Mets are both pumping along too. We, I know. We've got three teams that are going to win over a hundred games. It's all about October. I love. Yeah, it. that's true. Actually, that would be the time to go to but the, the first Dodgers playoff game at fantastic. LA. Wouldn't yeah, it? wouldn't yeah. it be great? Oh. Ha- have you been great? Let's move forward. To number three. Have you been to the Ventura Music Hall yet? The new I, venue. You know, it, interestingly, I haven't gone there for a concert. Okay. But I did go in before they opened because I was out passing by on the sidewalk for something, and someone wanted to check a measurement for ADA, and so, you know, they had me come in, and it is so beautiful. Right. And since, you know, I've seen, uh, I have friends on Facebook who post little videos all the time. It is exciting. Have you been following, I know you follow Ventura Forward. Have you seen how we've been giving away tickets? Yes. Excellent. Have you been sharing that at all, Liz? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Well, you feel free to share to the world that Ventura Music Hall supports the movement of the West Side going to the hall. Excellent. Okay, we'll do that. Let us know. Obviously, we'd love to get that there. Or people that want to do venue there. They're looking to work more community shows there. So if you guys have a big band that can vibe it, we also have connections with the team there that we can then share. Be nice to do a fundraiser there for the West Side Community Council. We will have to make you in contact. Yes, we'll talk about that. Okay, this one's going to be fun to ask you. This is the Ventura Real Estate Company. Mm -hmm. Derek Turner, his crew out there, are always giving the knowledge about houses if we need it. Yes. What three cool people, three cool cool people in the city of Ventura or anywhere you want? We like to focus on Ventura. We're making a master list. Give me three names, and you're on the list. You know that already. Give me three names. For what? What are the who you think the coolest people in Ventura are? The coolest people who share the stoke. Well, I'll tell you. I think one of the coolest people in Ventura is Matt Levere. Okay. He went from city council to the county, and he still cares deeply about our community okay and works very hard to bring anything good he can so that's number one okay number two well you know recently i got connected to timmy at arsenal comics whoa i think he is really special and great timmy i mean he cares about the city of ventura he does he cares oh i forgot to tell you too there's uh you can't see anybody in the room either before it goes over. Ah, oh, darn, because I, you know. So back to Timmy Haig, though. How did you guys connect? Uh, we were at a little neighborhood cleanup uh, with uh, Ventura Forward, I think. Oh, you did? Da- oh, and yeah. Dan from Pizza Man Dan oh, came over. Oh, Pizza and- Man Dan made you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was wonderful. I've been talking to Timmy. He's so tired. i got to give him credit. Oh, if he's I could give anybody hard. a little grace right now, he went to Comic-Con, Spence. He came back with the grand opening. Did you see the grand openings videos at all? Had a couple hundred people outside. Yeah, we, we drove by. We were going to pull in with the kids, but it was uh, it was so crowded, we, we had to bypass because we had somewhere to go. But the line went from the front of the store all the way to the back parking lot and up. And we saw that. And we were like, we saw the Spider-Man dude and everybody. Uh, what do they call those? The cosplayers uh, yeah. that were dressed up. Yeah. It looked great. Dude. Yeah. Awesome job, Timmy. And that was I had a weird story. I'm not sure if I share with you. The last time I saw that many people at that location was J.K. Rowling. She came oh, wow. in for a book signing for the first Harry Potter for the original bookstore that used to be right there. I think it was called Adventures in Books. Yeah. Right, Liz? Yeah. Next to the vacuum right there by the yes. gas station. I was working as a receptionist for Buena Concrete Sawing, which is still in existence with Derek Watson and my boss man, 
uh, Wayne Watson, OG, when I learned how to use QuickBooks as a 19-year-old, think of that future ahead of me. Whew, don't go to college. Sit in an office. Good job, son. The, the point is this. All of a sudden, there's a whole hoopla outside of all these people. I walk outside not knowing anything about Harry Potter, and there's a line of a couple hundred people. Wow. I go, what's going on? They say this book came out. Of course, I go back in and place a snake on my cell phone or something, and time goes by. Of course, I wish I would have stood in the line and got the autograph. So, But Timmy creating that on that location really brought some vibes up, Liz. And we support him with Ventura Forward. He's yes. coming on the podcast soon. He's a big sponsor. That's going forward with that. Well, you got one more cool person, and then we'll get back to Timmy. Go. Okay, one more cool person who a lot of people in the community may not know, but she works tirelessly to protect the children in our community and just be there and speak to anything that needs to be done is Cherie Egbert. Cherie Egbert. Yeah, she's a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she. I think her work is beautifying homes. I think she's a, mm -hmm. a interior designer kind of person. Mm -hmm. But she's also the head of the PTA, I believe, at uh, Ventura High School. Mm -hmm. And she fights very hard for anything the high school students need. And a lot of people, by the time they're that age, they just say, okay, you're adults, go your way. Mm -hmm. So I have great respect for her. Love Since I can't name this room, I mean, we're the top yes, three. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Matt LeVere, Timmy Haig, and Sheree Egbert. And Sheree, I'll give some news on her. She's moved up no longer the Ventura High School PTA president. She's now the Ventura chapter head. Wow. So she's moved well, up, and she's going to go to the national level on the PTA so look for her to go there as she was at Cabrillo a few years ago. Yes, that's right. That was where she got she her likes, started. She loves that. Because she, she just told me like three times, you're following in my footsteps. Well, <laughs> I was like, that's I cool. tell you what, she's a lot of people don't know who she is, but yeah. she's a force to be reckoned with in Ventura. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like this. Okay, I think I got one more cool question. Um, who are we going with here? I'm, uh, oh, Arsenal. Yes. I forgot. Thank you, Timmy. Uh, did you grow up, were you reading comic books at all? Uh. You know, not really. No? No. What were, did you collect at all? What were you collecting? Anything, any a collector of it all? You know, when, when I was a kid, I don't know what twisted my brain, but I loved Shakespeare. Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah. I did not see this coming. No, I used to go into used bookstores and buy like 1935 versions of the Merchant of Venice and stuff because they'd been through college classes and they had little notes. Yes. And I learned so much reading how other people heard that voice. Shout out Bank of Books in yeah. Ventura and downtown oh, Santa yeah. Paula. Look for your local Shakespeare's used books. I I uh, got a lot of Shakespeare from Bank of Books when it was on Main Street there. Well, it's still there. Yeah. And uh, we'd like to give Clary a shout out. He's a supporter of Ventura Forward. Yes. So go down and get some books. Yeah. And downtown Santa Paula. Spence, you know about the downtown Santa Paula. Club, yes. Uh, 820 East Main Street in beautiful Santa Paula. Open 10 to 5 every day. That's awesome. And great care, caring service from Cleary. Yes, very awesome. Okay, Liz, we've been going for about 20 minutes. We're going to talk about 10, 15 minutes left. Our faithful followers out there know we get you for about 30 or 40 minutes once a week. we got a base. I'm not going to kid you. People might think it's a big deal, but 50 to 100 people every week right now in the city of Ventura are vibing it. It's getting up to a few hundred and it's still getting in its early stages. So if you're listening, thinking that this is vibing off and you want to share it, please take the opportunity to just click the link and share it with your friends. I know the majority of Ventura is going to say what? They get into this? 
I don't do podcast. You know, that's <laughs> over 65%. And the ones that do do it have the podcast that they really like. But here's the special thing about it. Is that podcast local? It's not. It's like the Adam Silver or these one dudes or Joe Rogan. And I love the intricacy of it. But that's what got us in trouble is, in my mind, and we're going to get right into the city council meet of the whole right now. We're going to give you a chance to speak about city council. But again, I want to talk about why we're sharing the stoke to remind everybody why you're spending our time, why Spence is here, why I'm here, why we have our supporters, because we want that original organic vibe. We want to know what it's going to do to be our leaders to change the things that we want to talk about. And this is Spencer's agenda. It's the homelessness. It's the quality of life as we walk down this, the street to feel safe against our vagrancy. It's the roads that we can get paved. It's uh, the willingness to have opportunity for our kids to grow and have education. It's the housing and the pricing of the housing. It's the cost of living. The, it's protecting the beach, right? This is what Ventura Ford has been, has been focused upon. And that's what we need to know about because when we're spending the time in the podcast, this is to our listeners again, strictly to our listeners, our strong base of 100 to get out there and super fan it up. Go super fan and share this because that's what we need to do and then spread more because when this election comes up, we're going to hit all four elections. I talked about last month. I'm not running this time because I have passion to other places, but we can be here as a leader and another role as mayor might come up, which Liz might talk about. So Liz, without me jibber jabbing too much to the listeners as they're grinding on their way to the cars, let's get into your campaign. You've come out now. You've told us your life story on the really basis ABC level. Thank you so much for doing that. What made you decide this time to get in there and run for city council? And let's talk a little bit about your platform. Well, you know, I've been attending city council meetings since a couple of years before the pandemic. And then we got shut down, but technology isn't as hard as it looks. So I've been consistently attending city council meetings for the last, I would say, five years. And this, the past couple of years, the ability of the city council to care seems to have dropped off dramatically. And people will come to meetings and speak and stand before them. Nine or ten people came to one meeting I saw recently and all spoke in favor or in support of a person that was getting kind of moved out by the city, and no one on the council listened. They voted unanimously the other way. Mm. And this is a consistent problem in the city of Ventura. And I believe it's why we have this uh, challenge with housing. High-end housing, low-end housing, low-income housing, homelessness, all are kind of intricately tied together if we don't create the kind of ordinances that will build appropriate housing, not just housing for wealthy people to live on the hills, not a gated community, but a welcoming community. Mm -hmm. So housing is critical from my view. And we don't have ordinances to protect landlords or to protect tenants. We don't have ordinances that will increase the housing stock without causing uh, problems of evacuation, which we saw on the avenue during the Thomas fire, mm -hmm. and community building. Community building is necessary. Building housing without parks is a problem. 
Can you share? Can you share a few of those ordinances that you have in mind that you're referencing? Well, I think we need an inclusionary housing ordinance, mm-hmm. and what that is is a a way to protect tenants from gouging rents. It currently exists in Ventura for home ownership, but only in a very limited way to low-income residents. And I think it needs to include everyone who is purchasing a house and everyone who is renting a house. And that also protects the landowner and landlord as well, correct? If it's crafted properly, it protects both sides. Mm -hmm. No one walks away feeling disgruntled or upset or put upon. If we stay there for one moment, does that, if I say rent control, does that equal rent control or is that more allowing no. just a, a bigger area to move in rent control with a bigger, a bigger gray area in the sense of controlling how the percentage, how does it, how does it get regulated? So inclusionary housing is not rent control. Good. What it does is ensure that gouging doesn't occur. Mm. It stabilizes okay. the rents without saying, oh, you cannot do this. You can't raise it this much. So there's a big difference. A lot of people like to lump it all together, but it's not the same at all. So we talked about um, city council involvement and transparency, right? We talked about the importance of housing. Housing, yes. Correct. Yes. Can you, can you please share more of your ideas and maybe of some of your agenda that you have bringing forward to the city of Ventura on the west side? Yes. Well, one thing is I think we also need citywide an ordinance that protects local laborers. Um, I think we need to somehow encourage or incentivize hiring local. Mm. And an example is the, um, the unions, the trades unions who do construction. Okay. They've been, many of them have had to move out of Ventura or double up families to afford their rent or home purchases because they're getting undersold by unions from outside the county. Part of that's because our developers, many of them, are coming from outside the county. Mm-hmm. But then that's not supporting our economy either. They'll come in and they'll build, and then we've got some housing that we don't have control of the prices of. And all the employees go home every weekend and spend their money in L.A. County or Bakersfield or wherever they've come in from. So if we're employing people who live in Ventura, they'll also spend their money in Ventura, and our city will stabilize financially, and we'll be able to fix the potholes and the curb cuts and the dangerous sidewalks. We have some dangerous sidewalks. Even in the Main Street Moves area, some of the sidewalks need repair desperately. And I think city council needs to stay on top of that. Do I hear infrastructure? Am I hearing infrastructure is big within within your thought process too? Because streets... Main Street moves. Does does District One come into downtown Ventura now? Because we know that there's the, the a cr- little bit, a little bit. So do you feel as a leader that you could be there with? Well, you know the districts are a way we put representatives onto the council. But as a District One representative, I don't only talk or about or represent District One. Once we're on council, we have to be a collaborative team. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's so important, and this is, this is a space that is really critical for me. We need to elect our mayor as at-large candidates citywide. Right now we have an archaic 18th century system mm-hmm. where we elect a representative, and they all get together and schmooze and decide who's going to be mayor, mm. and it leaves the citizens out. 
And then citizens don't feel educated or engaged about what's going on at council. Wow. And that's that's my goal. Spence, if you lived in Ventura, would you run for mayor? Oh, sure. Yeah. You would win, dude. Why not? That would yeah. be great. Just the voice. try it out. Yeah. Hi there. I'm running for mayor. Hey, I'll run too, and you can have to either vote for Spence or Spence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one way or another, one of you is going to win. Huh? The, 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 or we'd split the vote. That's Ah, uh, well. Maybe you'd Spence the vote. <laughs> That's so, so cool. No, yeah. Okay. So we're getting into that. And how soon could the elected mayor thing happen? And would we add another council seat? Because if you have seven people there, how would that work, Liz? Do you know? Well, yeah, it's very simple. Okay. Actually. Please, the, the city likes to say, oh, no, we have to change the city charter. It's so hard. It's just, Well, we changed the city charter to get districts. We've changed it for two or three other things in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Not difficult. Mm-hmm. You craft an ordinance, it has to get in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. So... At-large mayor election happens, and however can't many candidates there are, two, four, five, seven, whatever, the top two vote-getters become the mayor and the deputy mayor. Mm-hmm. So it adds two to council, so there's still an uneven number, so there's always a tie-breaking vote. Wow. And, you know, you don't have to completely recraft city hall chambers. You move the city manager and the city attorney off the dias. Yeah. Down to the side or below or right in front. You've thought about this. Oh, I've 80% crafted it. I just couldn't get it done on time <laughs> for this get election. Off the do- okay. So oh. in two years, we'll have an election. Okay. Because this also is something that needs to go to the people. Got it. So we'll unfortunately have a selected mayor for the next two years. Mm-hmm. In the next election, where three city council members will be up for re-election. Yeah. If we do this properly, we'll be able to... Um, in the primary time, which is a presidential primary, yeah. we'll be able to add the vote of the people to see if they want to elect their mayor. Mm-hmm. And if they say yes, then at the same time the city council election starts, people can run for mayor. So we can solve it all in two years if we work hard and we collaborate as a council. That's leadership right there, Liz. Uh, Uh, You know, we've got it right there. Involvement from city council, housing, uh, inclusionary housing involved, all the new developments. Higher local, headed out by some of the union examples. Infrastructure with across that. Main Street Moves. Are you a fan of Main Street Moves, keeping it closed? Um, I am a fan of Main Street Moves, Mm -hmm. keeping it closed. I think that... Um, too much restriction is going to kill it. Okay. I think that the, there are rules in the state that we need to follow. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Kevin Clarice and the Main Street Moves Board is staying on that mm-hmm. and working well with the business owners. Um, I think the city sometimes can be a little intransigent about working together. D- you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but there was like three options. One was like the cheap option. One was a medium option. One was a crazy expensive option, which took away the berm in the road. It put up the nice pillars that were hydraulically up and down. You kind of make it. A tr- Would you like that, like the, the cheap, the middle of the version to keep Main Street moves? Do you have a preference with 80? I mean, because I think that maybe the expensive one, my personal point. What's your thought? Well, I think that you have to first consider ADA compliance. Yeah. And particularly not just for people in wheelchairs, but seniors on walkers have been really left out of Main Street. Recently, they started adding more disabled parking for them. Right. But if you don't add a shuttle service that can open those bollards, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter what they look like. 
I've been working down there too. That's the biggest complaint is the parking and getting to downtown. Yes. So I love that you're on the pulse there. Yeah. A uh, shuttle, a little electric shuttle like they use at the airports or universities. Drive to the parking lot, yeah. pick up 10 people, get them to Main Street. Ventura Forward, episode 19, Liz Campos chatting it up. Liz, I've been having so much fun, but the show is coming to an end here. I need one more minute. I know you do. Spence, you having a good time? A great time. Great information. Good to see people wanting to be a part of their community. It's I, nice. I'm so glad that you say that. because Stoke. Yeah, Liz is yeah. sharing the Stoke. And we're going to give you the time you need right now, maybe a minute or two. Give us what you want to vibe off. Of course, if you forget anything, I'll always share it for you because you're always welcome back. And you know that. So you're not going anywhere. Well, but maybe we have to do another whole show. We will. Know. Actually, when you get closer to the election, we'll probably call you back in. But right now, give us a little more of your sharing of the Stoke uh, as you take an episode 19 to a close. Okay. Climate. Okay. We're the fastest warming county in the United States. Our city has stubbornly refused to vote to um, declare that we're in this climate emergency situation. And they're missing out and have for, for about eight years missed out on millions of federal and state dollars because of it. Wow. That could have helped a lot of infrastructure, and that's going to be in your in your in, in your campaign. We're going to talk about it tirelessly, what are along some, what, with what, voting for me. What are some of the solutions? Quick, real quick. Well, eat vegan. Get rid. Of, we're we're killing trees and tearing down trees for pasture land for cows. Mm. Give up meat. Don't give up all your other stuff. Give up red meat. Interesting. The, plant trees. Plant trees that are native to Ventura because they won't be as dangerous as fire hazards. Um, recycle. Got it. Walk and use bicycles on the weekend. Use the bus. Park the car sometimes so that you're not spewing any fossil fuel into the air. You know, don't shut it all down. Just do it gently. Got it, Liz. I mean, shut it down eventually, but <laughs> you, know, you know me. I love it. So that, it's important. I think our next generation of children need a livable earth. And that's what everything's all about. The Vin next one's coming Ventura up. Ventura River's right behind you. Big questions that come up. Clear out the Ventura River. Keep letting people live in the Ventura River. Where are we at with that? Well, One yeah. It, it, we don't need people living in estuaries like that. That's a very sad thing. I agree. But, I, I we, but we need to um, do better yep. on homeless issues. Like I, I may have mentioned in this podcast or not, the county made a big offer to the city to partner about homeless issues and the city has so far rejected that offer i'm not on council right now so i may not know all the details but i think it's important to take she's leading in with that and we're closing out here episode number 19 liz has always got more to give liz thank you so much for coming in studio it's been so fun having you here thank you very much spencer and spence it's been a pleasure awesome it's uh more to come, more local leaders, more people to uh, talk about the beautiful city of Ventura and what they're going to do to make it even more inviting to people. Get out and go to the fair this weekend. Got a few days left to check it out. Or the Ventura Music Hall, we got your tickets. Thanks again for checking it out as Ray Fresco brings us out. Let's rock and roll. Share the stoke. Let's go. Let's go.